Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi guys and welcome to this week's Snogcast and boy oh boy oh boy do we have a treat for you this week. Oh my god I can't believe it. How long have we been waiting for this? Yes for for so long we've had bad internet connections, delays on Zoom. Oh if if we had another Zoom I I don't know what I would do. I just think like Zoom everybody has Zoom fatigue. Partially the reason why we haven't recorded in pretty much a month oh definitely yeah like <laughs> there's no doubt about it but we're almost here we are almost here stay with it folks stay with the fucking world because coming to you live unfiltered just like we like our largers is this week's snowcast brought to you with a very unique genuine unedited unfiltered Guess what? It's legit. It's here. It's in person. It is a glass clink. Yes! A glass full of beer. Two glasses full of beer meeting, joining together like a fucking fusion of beauty. What a fucking occasion. It is the first time since either January or February 2020. Who knows at this point? And I tell you, that is 15, 16 months. It felt like 15 or 16 years Mm. that we are sitting across a table, fucking glasses full of beer, in person, according to Snowcast. Fully vaccinated. Fully, yeah. <laughs> fully vaccinated, not a mask inside, as per the government guidelines. Um, yeah, guys, we're here. We're in my, my new home. Uh, my new home in the southeast of Ireland, in the glorious southeast of Ireland, regardless of what the weather's like these days. We're having, we're, we're, we're three cans deep. Where we've got a fucking stellar show lined up. The Pilsner Prowl is back. Not that it ever went away, just we went away. Uh, we've got a few we've got a few few topics that hit to the heart of the snowcast that you'll all be delighted to hear about. And not only that, but it's in fucking person. Do you know what? This has timed out so well, right? So before we tipped on to this tonight, I was like, oh, I'll throw up an old tweet or something. Um and Twitter has like this new thing. I don't know if you've seen it. Like it's like Twitter Spaces, so like you can host a live conversation with like you can like we basically we could like start a live conversation, and I think we can go. We could say that we're the hosts, and that people can like live tune in and listen to us along with it. Or you can have it that like people can like join in and they can speak and, and add to the conversation as well. Um, or you can limit whoever who comes along, right? So I was just like, 
God, maybe this is an idea. But uh, DJ, you have no Wi-Fi whatsoever yeah. here. Well, so. that's, that's part of why we haven't recorded in the last four weeks is because moved into a new house, have no Wi-Fi. Um, and because it's like in, in rural, rural Ireland, yeah, uh, we just about got a phone line at the moment and we're looking to get some old school broadband. So we're on the dial up here now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's working well, but it's so good to be back. Jesus. Oh, and and you know what, like the thing the, the thing that I think is very hard to get across in a podcast, especially what was initially a pub based podcast and became ultimately a craft beer podcast by the medium of Zoom for a while. And hopefully this is it finished now. Mm. The thing that like was killing me was an awful lot of our rapport and playing off each other. And like Jesus, when we were back in the pubs with our friends, some of our early episodes with some of our good friends, um is you play off each other's body language as much in the conversations and it I, I like obviously you can't transmit the body language onto the podcast but i think it added to our reactions to each other and stuff oh yeah definitely. Like you just don't you just don't fucking get that in zoom like you know yeah i think as well with zoom that uh, it was one of those things where like you had to be kind of polite about it and like make sure that everyone spoke their turn and that like you couldn't interject because like if you interjected, like, it was one of those things where, like, there might be a delay in it yeah. and that, like, I don't know, it's just real awkward, isn't it? Like, but... You come across as the right dope as well. If you're like, well, I know, but, like, it, there's a two-second delay and then when it, you actually play the recording back, yeah, you just feel like a complete idiot. Or even, like, if there's four on the Zoom call, like, we tried to keep it to three for a good while because the fourth person just caused chaos yeah. in terms of trying to, to steer the conversation. Um... And as well, like, say if we're recording in person, you can just throw the hand up, like, you know, whereas throwing the hand up in a Zoom call, like, sure, I'd be flutered in the chair. <laughs> and, like, people would be trying to get my attention and I'd be looking off into the distance I wouldn't be able to see, like, on the screen, you know? Yeah. Um, big, big, oh, like, a big, big change up for the books. But I have to say, like, the Brits are back in the pubs. Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> For more reasons than one. We we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna not give away some spoilers later on in the show. We're gonna look at Point Watch. Yeah, she's back on the agenda. Back on the agenda with a bang. Um, and I have to say, I was oh geez, I was thrilled actually. I I haven't been on social media much the last couple of weeks. Just been too busy. But I I kind of like flutter on to social media the other day. Actually, do you know what I did? I went on to see um. I listened to the Irish Beer Snobs interview with uh, Grani and Tim from Metal Man. Great episode. I highly recommend people go and listen to it. Uh, Wayne and Janice interviewing the two lads in Metal Man there. And uh, I kind of was like, I just kind of happened to pop on to Instagram to kind of like make a comment or something. And I think I forgot to make the comment because Metal Man popped up on the feed. And it, they had something along the lines of like, great to be supplied, to be kegging for local venues again which obviously hits home to us because if they're kegging for local venues they're kegging for our venues our venues yeah. our pubs the Philly Grimes the Grady's Yards the Tullys the, the, the J.K. Welch's well they wouldn't have Metal Man but you know what I mean the Henry Downs is the world and do you know what like we've lamented and lamented these pubs for so long but now that the tip of their glasses that condensation of cold pint in the glasses that Tom Ryan washes behind is back within our grasp. Oh. I'm fucking sad. I'm actually hold on. I swallow me saliva because I'm salivating at the thought. Here, let's keep this for the rest of the show. But 
Ah, uh, they, I know. I'm, I'm fucking jittering. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've actually given ourselves the ghoul and jig before we've even started. <laughs> yeah, this may, this may sway some of our, uh, of our pills are prowling. Yeah, and but that's the thing. And like, we, we, we're on the pills are prowling tonight. We're going to actually because you've, we've missed out in a couple of weeks now. We're going to try and do a double header with the pills are prowl. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try and catch two pilsners um, in one prowl. <laughs> one, yeah, two pilsners and one prowl. It's going to be a a, a little pilsner crawl. Yeah. Um, which 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 will be very very good. And as well, the thing that we have is normally when we're recording this, since the pilsner prowl started, we've been doing it on our laptops. Because we're in my house and you don't have your laptop, we don't have our little spreadsheet. Yeah. So we're going to write down the scores for this, and we don't have a reference for the older one. So this is probably actually a better judge. This, yeah, we're not. We're not. There's no. There's no. Uh, prejudice here or anything but I will say this right let, let me let me ask you on it's a month now since we recorded what's the best beer you've had in the month before tonight um I really enjoyed um Metal Man's uh is it Big Molecular Clouds Giant Giant Molecular mm. Clouds even bigger than big yeah uh, Giant Molecular Clouds really enjoyed that um and I also had I had a few American beers there for a while as well that were quite nice. But I can't remember any of their names or anything. Um, but yeah, Jesus. Um, and then I've just been getting really like back into like fruity IPAs and stuff like that in the last while as well. Like um, it's that type of the year. Isn't it's it? that type of the time of the year again. Like um, stout season is probably coming to an end. Like you know, um, but yeah. I think stout season is like the rain in Ireland. It's never over, but... It's never over, no, no. There's times of the year where it's less prevalent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you want, like, you you like a good... It's like a kind of a stew-like, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you like them during the winter, like, just to kind of warm the cockles, like, but... But then there's a nutritional value to it that every, every now and then during the summer you need an owl. Yeah. You need an owl, a slap of stew-like. Yeah, and, like... You know, there's something to be said about it as well about like getting like uh, a good stout from a tap as well. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, like you know, the cans can only do so much for you. Like you know, but the same could be said for all beer styles. Though. That's that's also that's yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably joint molecular shows in the last while that I've been really impressed with. Like, yeah, that that's that's a good observation because um, I actually have some. Metal Man beers here in the fridge, and I haven't drank them yet. Um, but I must, I must tuck into them now this week because the one I I've gone back to Metal Man a bit in the last while because I do feel like early on in our podcast days when we were starting our craft beer journey, I think we drank some Metal Man. We kind of got into Metal Man first, and it was a bit like I think my palate wasn't developed enough to appreciate Metal Man maybe three four years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it like as we were kind of saying about like the bridging beers and stuff mm. like that. I think it was too far away from the macros or something. Yeah. at that time, that probably wasn't used to like the bitterness or the you know. Well, that's it. Like, and I think this. Like, I think when I go back to Metal Man now, I think I just like you say, like I didn't have that capacity for bitterness or that capacity for the flavor profile to really fully understand it. So. What's actually a very pleasant drinking experience. I just wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really glad that like they've rebranded and brought out new beers. So now I'm like, right, I must go back and drink these beers again. Yeah. The older beers and, and try the new ones. 
which which is great. Like uh, speaking of rebranding, Don Garvin uh, brought Whoa. out a fucking unbelievable branding. Like that's so such a neat, um, like branding that they have. Like just like one color on on the kind of white silvery can. Like it's lovely. Like really like nice. it's consistent branding, but with different colors for each beer. Like yeah. I really like that, and I like the simplicity of it. And I think as well, like um, like I think we mentioned in the past, Treaty Cities rebranding and 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 bringing out a new core range and stuff yeah. like and shaking things up. Like I think independent breweries have done an awful lot of thinking during the during during the pandemic. Yeah, and I've been like right. Like they're attacking the, the the new wave, hopefully of of local support, especially those who were bottle heavy, but before yeah. that, that they've gone into canning ranges and like have had the opportunity to rebrand now that they've gone into cans, and it's like really cool. Don Garvin's really cool, and who else do I want to give a shout out to? Brehan Brewhouse, their cool can, their cans are phenomenal as well. They look good in that plinth, don't they? They do. They look yeah. really good. Yeah. And I think I think we've given plenty of praise to Wicklow Wolves. Now they kind of rebranded uh, maybe a year and a half ago now at this stage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But again, like that consistency, the, the like the different coloration on each of them, and like then being able to like even step outside of that, but maintain the theme for their yeah. special brews, like say. What was it called? Juicy, is it or whatever? Yeah, uh, like the, those the, the Apex range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool, like yeah. It's interesting now, and it'll be what I can't wait to see is when we get back to the pubs. And again, not to jump ahead too much, but uh, I can't wait to see what all this rebranding. I can't wait to just walk into a Grady's Yard or Phil's Grimes and see the new tap art. Oh man, I'm a sucker for those aesthetics. Like, oh, they're yeah. so cool. You like, have nice tap art, like Rascals. Rascals were the masters of tap art, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rascals and Yellow Valley were probably the best at the tap art, I think, before yeah. the pandemic. Like that Flutropolis tap art, like caught me for a sucker and Phillies. Yeah, like you know, Yankee. So bold, yeah. so like, yeah, the like the font, everything on, on like, that rascal stuff. It's class. I could tell a rascal's label without me glasses on. Like. Exactly, and that is tough, tough yeah. business. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's it. But I think I I actually had. Um, do you know what I had the other night? And it was absolutely fucking lovely. I came home after a long day of work, a bit in the farm, like wrecked tired was like fuck it i just need a settler now and i went to the fridge and you've seen my fridge i don't know if you've seen the cupboard here like there's a heap of beer around like different bits there was a taola the 45 day old pilsner beauty in the fridge and i pour oh my god and you know what the way it was at the right temperature that it was maybe six seven degrees so Mm. it was it was cold Maybe colder than you should drink it at, but it it gave that cold glass condensation when mm. I poured it out, and I just I sat there and I was I was watching I don't know what I threw on the television because all I could look at was the glass and the can, mm. and it was if I felt like I was on my own in a quiet corner in a pub sitting down watching the telly. That like that to all again speaking of aesthetics of the can as well like fucking we I think we said it when we were. Uh, taught when we were rating it on the on the Pilsner scoring scale that like it like it looks like a bag of porridge like yeah it's just so cool like and it tastes like the best of porridge, porridge yeah <laughs> no bag of flavins oh Jesus I flavins all day for that stuff it's yeah no it's uh, it's absolutely uh, fucking mill it into you that's cool that's that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. 
it was not it was nice just the one can did it for me um what do you think now right we're getting we're getting back into barbecue weather right what, like what do you reckon is the this actually this kind of links in as well actually do you know what i'm going to bring this in later on okay. i'm going to bring this okay. later in later on right do you know what we're going to do so let's jump into our first pills and plow so if we have to get to through two yeah. pills and plows and we also have to we have two topics that we want to speak about so i think yeah i see where you're going with the barbecue i really like it and i think that's key to the conversation later on so let before we go on let's get, oh there you go <laughs> there's the clink for whom the bell tolls uh that's one thing you don't have in the in the pub. You don't have cans knocking off your glasses. Yeah, I know. And Actually, this... that's something, right? <laughs> Do you think like will like can culture become a bit more now in pubs? Possibly, yeah, possibly. Uh, I will say this: I've just seen like no, actually, we're going to talk about a beer, a fairly new beer. Um, so this is I'll I'll come back to that in a second one because I want to talk about um. Larkins Brewery, which we don't see much of down here in the southeast. No. And we picked these up in the plint. It's a gluten-free lager, which I always like um, when a beer is gluten-free. Because I know a good few celiacs who love beer. And uh, this is um, from the Larkins Brewery. And it's the Curious Society Pilsner. Um, I have to say, like, talking about branding, I absolutely adore the branding on this can. Uh, you've got a little stag, a little... A fox, fox and a little hare and yeah. a mouse uh, and the mouse is looking at this guy the fox is playing with a globe the hare seems to be he's either doing some chemistry, chemistry yeah. or else he's putting salt and vinegar in a bag of chips and the stag is reading what looks like the annals of Inish Fallon yeah. and they're in a wood and I don't know I just really like it um, and I like I like it it's it's a nice golden pilsner Um uh They've filtered it all right. It's double filtered. Um, uh, you know, I think I really like an unfiltered lager. Mm. I think it, it gives a, uh, it gives a great profile to the beer. But this is uh, double filtered. But but it is really, really clean and really nice. Um, so we're going to put this guy through the Pilsner Prowl. Um, Do you know the crack with filtering, right? Is that like... Um, like, obviously it's like to get rid of... Sediment, uh, and sediment shite like and that, shite so. out of it, yeah. right? So, obviously, for if you're trying to like market it with like a longer expiry date, like you know, to keep yeah. it, you know. So, well, I mean, yeah, because like filtering is is a it's a purification process. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose that's it. Because like I mean, if you're looking at these cans now, they have a best before date of 03-2022, which is like quite a long time for yeah. like a craft beer generally, isn't it? Well, I suppose sediment could have some some impurities in it. And I suppose it's trying to minimise the potential of the can to turn as well a bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have to say, like, as much as I love this can, like, it says down the side of it here, the future of tradition, which I have to say... Like is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. But that being said, uh, <laughs> the future of tradition is such an oxymoron. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I love the pregnant woman with the line through her as well, oh. which I presume is on all cans. But I've only spotted it there. Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 Hold on, I checked a few other cans. Yeah, there she is. Oh, she's on them all. Don't she's worry about it. 
uh, good advice, good advice. Um, so that's the problem. Right, so the good Do you know that's on, that's on um, a lot of non-alcoholic um, beers as well? Because um, a lot of non-alcoholic beers where they do the alcoholification <laughs> yes. whatever right where they remove like where they make the beer and remove alcohol from it so like in those beers that like the beer is actually like 0.05% yeah. they can't guarantee that it's like fully alcohol so free. it's a legal like, yolk so yeah so but they, so they, it's a legal yolk where they actually have to, have to put the the little pregnant pregnant ban on it the young pregnant one. The little pregnant one with his crushed to her stomach. <laughs> right, so the ghoul and jig. Yeah. The ghoul and jig, which everybody will know, uh, is, you know, how much does she get your shoulders going? How yep. much does she make you want to fucking help, 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 help? Yo. Yeah, we, we, sure, we were going there like fucking like 90 earlier on, like. Sure, look, like, you know, we were here, the dog was going, we were going. Dog, some ghoulins on the dog. <laughs> some, some ghoulins on the dog, yeah. Uh, so the ghoul and jig, we're looking at like 5 for 16, based on obviously our old favourite pricing plan in the plinth, the 5 for 16. Mm. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, you can go back to the RIP 5 for 16 episode of Snowcast. Great episode where we discuss uh, how that's no longer an option. Yeah. Um, which will tie into our next topic. But uh, the ghoul and jig, so basically, how many cans would you buy and what would you buy them for? Now, we bought eight for 15. Yeah. It was a really good deal. Now, they were in a box, so that's allowed. Yeah. Uh, so, it was a really good deal. Um, and, yeah, like, there's a lot I love about this beer. It's really clean. It's really crisp. Um, there's a lovely little finish on it. But the Ghoul and Jig is kind of like, yeah, what would you... Getting you going. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you about this one, right? I had the first up of it. Yeah. And then the second sup, right? Yeah. And I wasn't sure about it. I wasn't sure on the first mm. two, like, you know. Um, and I don't know, like, have, would you, you know, would you mellow out with that attitude? But as I've gotten into it, like, I've gotten into it. i tell you why I think it's suffering with us tonight. Mm. We had a Bohemian Pilsner by Hope and a Keller beer by Yellowbelly before we started recording. Yeah. And I we were talking before we came on here about how like even we put the killer beer through the Pilsner Prowl and actually like I don't know, I don't think we did it justice. Like, like we don't have the results in front of us, I can't remember what we gave it. But like it was so fucking nice. Yeah. Oh, it's, it is phenomenal, like yeah. So so I think it's a bit like we've had two absolute belters of beers before we started with this yoke. So I think it suffers a bit for that. But even at that, I think if we remove that... Um, but I think there was just a bit of like... There was a bit of complexity to the taste and the smell and everything of it. Yeah. Beforehand that... Like... If you, bit, were really, you were really thrown off though. I was you, really... You, you, like, you were addled. Like... I thought you were having a seizure at one stage. You were trying to figure out what the smell was. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what the smell was at all. So I went. I was going through my mind, like trying to, you know, when you're trying to get these kind of references in your head, like what it is. So I went through, and I was like, it's definitely not a drink that I'm tasting anyway. And then you threw a pine. So then I was going through. I was like, is it any? It's not really florally, or it's not really like. 
you know yeah. it, that was, that's not what was hitting me I, I could get the note you were getting with but the pine yeah, alright but, but, but I was wondering was the pine just the fact that there's pine trees out our back here Maybe, and we were yeah. sniffing them we earlier just, like. yeah, we did have our nose buried in a little <laughs> pine like literally just before drinking yeah, like, so. I was saying did I get a few pine needles lodged back there <laughs> so it could have been that um, and then then I was going wait wait a minute what what is this what? and then I asked you then like is there any chance that this tastes like a bag of rancheros? You mentioned rancheros. And I looked at you like you had 15 heads. And then I took a swig. And like, as I lifted the glass to my mouth, out of the corner of my eye, I spotted a six pack of King Crisps, which mm. we bought because we wanted to try and replicate the pub a bit. And I just got that familiarity of when you have their little crumbs at the bottom of the crisp pack. Mm. and you nick them back but obviously crisps use nitrogen because it's an inert gas to fill the bags so they're yeah. packed with nitrogen so that you know obviously it doesn't uh, the food stays fresh inside them and they're an aluminium kind of foil pack yeah and then we've got aluminium cans and nitrogen as well to keep the beer fresh yeah so I was like sure it just smells like you're down in the arse of a pack of crisps but it really smells like yeah it's really like, pronounced like really pronounced like so yeah anyway <laughs> the the curious society um pilsner lager tastes like when you're tipping the end of a pack of crisps into your mouth <laughs> and we're not saying that's a bad thing we're not saying that is a bad thing at all uh, so right let's go what are we saying for um the ghoul and jig so we're saying if you were to buy and you can only buy a max of five cans and you so, can pay a max of 16 euro for them. Yeah. So we bought eight for 16. We bought eight for 15. Eight for 15. But but, but that's not relevant to the scoring too. Or is it? No. <laughs> um, so if, if that box didn't exist, how many would you buy and what would you buy them for? I'd buy um, three for eight euro. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause I so three for eight is what three sixty six uh two oh yeah three yeah three no two sixty six a can yeah and I was going to say four for ten which is two fifty a can yeah so I think we're in the same ballpark okay okay so we get you three for eight we'll say okay grand yeah um, write it down chalk her down three for eight down. hold on we have to handwrite these now lads because we haven't the fancy technology anymore uh or like the HSE. <laughs> Uh, for anyone who doesn't get that, the Irish healthcare system has no technology at the moment. <laughs> um, so the quivering quencher then. So if we remember back a month ago to the last time we did this, the quivering quencher is the reverse Richter scale. Mm. Where basically, the, what level of a quivering lip would this can sedate in you if nine is 30 billion, 30 trillion tons of dynamite exploding? Yeah. Um, it's um, it's it's a bit more mellow. I think is it like it's. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I don't think it's uh. Its strength is not its quenchability, or its quiverology. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's no quaver. No, um, like I I wouldn't mind. 
um, having a can of this uh, watching Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets you know what I mean it's the worst Harry Potter movie but <laughs> <laughs> I mind the movie that we're watching <laughs> I wouldn't mind the can but I'd mind the movie um, I get what you're saying actually I think it's a very relaxing can yeah. it's not a it's not a Friday after work can no, no, no. It's a, it Saturday, a, it's a Saturday afternoon when it's raining, Ken. Yeah, when it's raining, when it's raining. Yeah. Like, if there was any whiff of barbecue going, I don't think I'd be taking her out. You know no, what I mean? No, you'd be going for the killer beer or, or yeah, 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 you'd be for yeah. it, you know. But if it's raining and you just want something, like, basically you want a few cans, but you don't want your wife to know you're drinking cans, you want her to think you're eating crisps. Mm. Like this is the can for you, like yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So does the so does the mellowness of it? The, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't quench it. Like it doesn't. It's not a quivering quencher. No, no. It's a good can, but it's no quivering quencher. No, like that's not a strong point. No, no. So, so two point two point six. Yeah, I was thinking one point nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go for it. One point nine. One point nine. 1.9 it's just not a strong point and that's not to put no. down the beer but it's to put down the quenchability of it yeah 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 uh, so the next one then is the um the post pint gasp now i actually i actually had like when i i finished off the end of the can there and like the last little sip there i was like ah that's that's yeah that's it that's you know? what is it that, what is it because i just i literally just took my last up 30 seconds ago and I'm like right where's the next one you know yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it yeah yeah I'm yeah I'm really ready for it does it taste some more off her like yeah in fact hold on two seconds lads and we will uh, go and get some more right sure like I mean you have to really get a second can to know does that is it is it bass or does it give a mackerel mouth yeah 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 Um, but yeah I think Right, I'm going to say what I think it should be. Yeah. I think that, that's bad. Um, I think it is that, yeah. That's bad. I'd yeah. hold the S's. Yeah. Like, I'll go with it, like, you know. Because it's, it, it, it's a really good beer, but, like, when you consider the standard of the Toala, the Eucarious and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... I think I had a good finish with her, like, you know, like, and I think... <laughs> you, you start to pour, but finish strong. Yeah, and, like... There was definitely like a taste of more of it, like for you know, I don't know, I like, I definitely, and I think that the value of that thing was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, like, you can't like, knock it, can you? Like, what was it? Eight for fifteen. That's yeah. that's outrageous. So next, the next one then that we have is the jibber, and we're scoring this out of five. Five jibs. Yeah. Five jibs. Um, now. There wasn't much of a, a head on her. She came, it came out a bit flat, but... It came out a bit flat, but there was plenty of aeration. Yeah, plenty of Because I was at the bottom of my glass, was still bubbling away. Yeah, and and there was a cool... Oh, she was crystal clear. Yeah, and and she was just kind of like a cool mellow, kind of, you know. Yeah. She wouldn't be one that you'd be ashamed of throwing out, you know. If you had Michael D over to the house, you know, he'd be... Michael D would like... <laughs> If you had a few people over, like if you had Finn Dwyer or Michael Lee and Todd and his odds over for a few points, 
<laughs> you wouldn't mind throwing him an old can of it. Yeah, I, look, sure, fucker, we'll give it four out of five. Four, I'm happy enough with four, that. Four, it, was a, it was a lovely looking glass of beer. Yeah. Uh, four jibs. Four jibs out of five. So, puckability. Out of 100,000. Wasn't a, wasn't a pucker at all, was it? I mean, we're talking about the greatest beer Beautiful. ever to grace the earth, like. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about a beer that didn't grab us until three quarters of the way through the first can. Yeah. So I don't think it can score high in the puckability. It's it's one that I will drink again. Yeah. But it's not one that I will choose over every other beer. So... 87. <laughs> okay, yeah. 87 out of 100,000. That sounds good. That worked out really well. <laughs> we, we, we we actually we were quite in agreement there, and I think like it's funny how in some beers were absolutely the exact same pretty much. Yeah. And then there's the odd one. Yeah. The yeah. real odd one where we disagree, but I suppose on Pilsners anyway we'd have kind of a similar palette. Um it'd be interesting to do this with a different beer style. Um and I'd love do you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to try this kind of thing out again. But with pubs and the beer on draft. Yeah. So I have a little table for like pale ales or something like that now. Every now and again just throw. Do you know what Top Gear do the fastest lap? Yeah. We could do like the... Fastest beer. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the pintiest pale. Pintiest pale of all mm. time. And now I'm going to do something that we haven't done in a while. Is that I'm going to pause the podcast over this. <laughs> And actually, while I go for that piss, we can have a word from our sponsors. And there goes another advertisement from the world of marketing. They truly are madmen there over on... Whatever. Town Avenue. Acast. <laughs> Acast. The John Ham of the modern age. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, guys. So the first topic we thought we'd speak about this week um, is one that was in the news. The rattle of a can. Right? Yeah. Is a topic that I suppose it came it came prevalent to the news really uh, since we last recorded because it became enacted I think um, and yeah we talked about barbecues there it really affects barbecues and it affects I suppose um, it's it's just do you know what I think the biggest issue with this is it it was a really shitty time to do it when pubs are closed yeah I think that's the biggest problem yeah because it purely affects off license trade and that is the, the minimum unit pricing of alcohol here in ireland um we have you know I, do, I don't know the figures off the top of my head and um, my phone is recording this podcast so i can't look them up but it, we, we, we basically there's new legislation into to change the minimum unit pricing of a unit of alcohol which is basically a bottle so even if you're looking at a box of 24 of your name generic macro shite lager here uh, there's a minimum unit price to that and I think I saw somewhere that ultimately when the minimum unit pricing is enforced and I think it's enforced now if I'm not mistaken I think then yeah uh, ultimately like those those cases of 24 bottles uh, uh, the minimum they can go for is like 40 quid something, something like, like that, that yeah essentially doubling the price of a case of beer um, so I, I you know and there, there's been many like tweets done and, and posts on and, and newspaper column inches dedicated to this um over the last while and I think like there's a couple of issues with it I find it kind of 
first of all, it's the kind of thing that a government will bring in and they'll say, oh, it's to cut alcohol consumption because alcohol consumption is too high, blah, blah, blah. And they bring fucking nothing in to counterbalance that in terms of like addiction services, mental health services or like, you know, psychiatric services in the healthcare system. So there's no counterbalance to say like, you know, all these people who will now not be able to afford alcohol or instead will spend more money on alcohol, neglecting other parts of their life. Um, there's no there's no support systems in place for them but also like it just affects it disproportionately affects poorer people in society i think there's an interesting dynamic to get into it in terms of with independent beer it might actually increase the market share for them which could be a good thing for 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 you know breweries that yeah. we love because ultimately the price that they have to charge for their beer because of like they have no opportunity costs or economies of scale compared to the big brewers means that they might be a bit more competitive because it won't affect the price of a can of insert really good inter independent brewery name here um so there's a lot to digest in it i just think it's a shitty thing to do during a pandemic <laughs> yeah i i just really like i don't know i'm really disappointed in it like um so yeah as you were saying there that like Basically, the bringing in a minimum uh, price for a unit of alcohol and like the rationale behind it is that if you bring this in, then, you know, the price of cheap beer will go up. Um, hence, where, you know, people won't be able to buy a crate of or buy, say, 20 bottles of Heineken for 20 quid and drink all 20 uh, bottles or whatever or what or even cheaper fucking carpaki or whatever we're talking about right and i get i i get i kind of get like the rationale behind it like i kind of get like it's it's um this kind of like mass drinking of like being able to like um you know put like a, a huge price and like maybe as well for like you know cheap bottles of vodka and stuff like that then that like your minimum pricing of that will go up and that you can no longer buy tesco value vodka for like whatever seven quid like paint stripper for seven quid like you know um and i do i do kind of get like that rationale behind it but like Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Like, it is also the thing of that those who are have a poor socioeconomic background are now as people have seen with like the increases in like cigarette taxes and stuff like that over the years whereby like actually like it didn't really reduce the number of like cigarette smokers it was actually yeah. things like the quit dollar campaign and like the introduction of like more supports as in like patches and stuff like that um and referrals by GPs and pharmacists and stuff like that that actually kind of reduced down the numbers rather than like pricing and that actually people were just like oh now I'm spending you know 8 euro for a box of cigarettes 9 euro for a box of cigarettes 10 euro 11, 12, 13 four, like every yeah. year it was just like oh it's just going up and now I'm spending like 70 quid a week as opposed to like 50 quid a week on all the boxes of cigarettes I'm buying and I just feel that like if you were to buy a box of Heineken or if you were to buy a bottle of vodka for like seven quid or you know ten quid or whatever that like you're just going to buy it for 20 quid yeah and like just be and again like that's those socio those people with poor socioeconomic background instead of getting support and you know being helped along the way with this are now are now just like having less money to spend on food and like money for their children and stuff mm. like that as well. So it's just like it's just disappointing that like it's brought in with like no like I'd love if this was like not even love it, but like if if this was brought I think I'd accepted more if this was brought in with like and here's the alcohol awareness campaign and here's you know and here's more education and here's what we're doing to like bring this into like schools and transition years and blah 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 like have facilities and stuff exactly you know um it's just like here's you know here's our answer money yeah you know like where does that come out of like you know but the thing as well is like what what pisses me off about it is minimum unit pricing has come in in the same month that you know, home heating taxes have actually gone up 12%. Yeah. So, like, all of a sudden, if you're an outlad on your own in a house, it's now costing you 12% more to heat your home because you're not going to get it retrofitted or because mm. you, you can't afford to get it retrofitted, say. So, it's going to cost you 12% more to heat your home. It's now going to cost you almost double to buy beer. Yeah. Uh, if you want to buy the cheap beer. Yeah. Because you might be on an, an old age pension, haven't worked your entire fucking life. Yeah. Uh, so now you're spending more on heating, spending more on that. As you say, cigarette taxes have gone up. If you want to smoke, you have to pay more than that. Yeah. Uh, it costs you more to drive to the off license to buy the beer. 
or the supermarket or wherever you get it. Um, so like all these costs are driving up and it's like, oh, well, it's only we have to increase the tax on home heating oil because of climate change. But you're not doing enough to offset that. You're not retrofitting yeah. homes at a fast enough rate to justify making, making it more affordable to do. it. Yeah, like. to justify making pensioners, students, people in the gig economy have to fucking heat their They still have to heat their homes, mm. you know, um, and then you're making the cost of a couple of bottles of the for them to go up as well then like yeah. pretty much double so yeah i suppose like that was that was my point earlier on with like barbecues yeah. like do you know like like uh, like uh, so every week we would go to the plant or whatever and we would buy um a load of craft beer for ourselves and we'd you say a load like three or four cans <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> not 20 no no we're not buying 20 we're bottles not buying of no, a week you know no no three but, or four cans a week but like exactly so you're going and you're going and you're selecting and you're going oh what's new what's nice blah 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 right whereas like if we were hosting a barbecue that like you you probably would like you know if you had all family and stuff over you'd get a box of Heineken or a box of Miller or whatever and you'd have that there and like that's great because yeah. like it makes your like it makes it's, the cost of it like much cheaper of like being like 20 quid for 20 bottles or whatever but it's what you say like family barbecue like community confirmation which you'd have here in Ireland a lot yeah um, you know baptisms or you know birthday parties like an 18th or a 21st, 21st or whatever, that yeah. you'd have it if you had it at the house like you know, what you do is you'd buy two or three of them boxes of lager, a box of cider, a box of stout. Yeah. Kind of cover all bases. And then you've got enough beer for whoever's going to come. Yeah. And like the leftover beer will be tipped into over. Like I, I have to laugh. Like my parents would like do the typical Irish thing of like have more beer in the house than is like anyone could ever drink in oh, a yeah, year yeah, at yeah, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And then like when I come down then they're trying to give me a box of beer to take away with me. Like... I think the vast majority of people are not, like, you know, abusing these prices. The macro breweries are using it as, um, I mean, the macro breweries are being probably being paid more. Like the likes of Tesco and Dunn Stores, this big supermarket chains here in Ireland, are they using these beers, these boxes of beers, as almost like lost leaders. Like you know, yeah. if you buy twenty bottles for twenty euro, you're going to buy, you know, crisps. And you're going to buy chocolate and you're going to buy, you know, fucking plastic cups or whatever it is, you know. And if you're having a barbecue, then you'll buy your meat here and you'll just do it all in one because you're going to get the beer cheap. That's kind of the, the, the thought process behind it. But I just think like, yeah, it's a shitty time to do it because it's the same time that you've got these other increases, mm. as we said about the socioeconomic impact. Like it's 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 like disproportionately affecting the poor people in society. Who are disproportionately who were not really benefited by the last budget in any way you know so then they're they're being badly affected it's also then like it's coming in as you say coming into what's supposed to be nice weather it's not this week but you know it's coming into the season where those you know those deals are handy to people and even like you know you look at a, a nurse a teacher you know the kind of people who are paid you know 30 to 40k a year who are not on big money and like are probably looking for some sort of social outlet now that society is opening back up and people can come visit again and they're like right we're going to get have a get together now all of a sudden that get together is going to cost twice as much in terms of like having a few beers yeah and people need that social outlet now more Same than they ever students have. like students, students are like, being fucking yeah, like imagine but, like the like the boxes that like 
you would get like mm. do you know like say like a box for the house yeah you know you're not buying 20 beers for yourself you're, you're not like, drinking them 20 beers in one night no but even at that right like you look at students in ireland these days now rents have never been higher yeah like rents are ridiculous if anyone or Irish listeners will know because it's been all over the media for the last couple of weeks um that the cost of of renting and owning a home in ireland is is ridiculous at the moment and then you've got so students are have to pay rent most of them because they can't afford to um study from home hopefully next year because hopefully universities will be open again the fees are now three grand a year yeah the registration fees they were what like six seven hundred quid when we started in the university <laughs> uh so they've, yeah. they've they've pretty much quadrupled in the last you know decade and a bit we're old <laughs> um and now like everything like to heat their to heat their apartments or their homes is costing more a few the, as you say the box of bottles for the house is yeah. costing twice as much you know it really is they won't have those displays anymore or like, no you know the, box, the, box, the windows the box on windows and like all above like the kitchen yeah. presses like and like that bit then they were taking that creativity away from yeah that was modern art like absolutely absolutely vincent can go (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, look yeah look we're we're not happy with it and no uh, and 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 like we're not the people it's affecting no and that's it like yeah our drinking habits are are not going to change the price we pay for beer with our beer choices won't be affected yeah like the the only time we'll ever be affected is like those barbecue events or something like that where it's just going to now it's family events yeah yeah well, sure, look, that's just the way it is at the moment. It's BYOB, like, I'd say. Well, yeah, BYOB, <laughs> fucking D. Yeah. Go get the child lantern for the communion. Just bring your own beer. Oh, uh, fuck it. So, yeah, that's it. Like, I, yeah, I'm a bit miffed by it. Um, I'd love to know the listeners' um, takes on the minimum unit price. And, you know, I'd love to get now a few voice messages, a few voice notes in the email there. Yeah. Let us know what you think, lads. We might play a few voice notes in the next episode here. The snowcast at gmail.com. Um just to just to get it in. Come here, what do you think of this beer? I be, before we get on to we're going to do the Pilsner Prowl on something else. We're actually not going to do it on this can. We kind of accidentally drank this as a breeder. Um but we have the Kinnegar's Donegal Lager there. Just want to own your thoughts on it fairly quickly there. Oh, it's really nice, isn't, isn't it? it? Like, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't go without actually um I couldn't go without without mentioning it it was like um, um a lovely little kind of like sweetness or something to it as well like it's kind of um i think that but that's the thing i think that full flavor develops when it's unfiltered this is an unfiltered lager yeah and you can tell the difference like obviously there's a lot more you can tell it's unfiltered like the jib of it compared to the last one you know it's a cloudy bastard yeah. Like, yeah but then there's a lot more body to the flavor in it like yeah you know. no no yeah i I really like it, yeah. It's um can't be a good lager like I'd actually I love this and draft now. Yeah, I would as well, yeah. And like she's only four point five percent, so it's it's in the league of the macros in terms of percentage. And like there's no whiff of um crisps or anything on no. there. No, like the only whiff of crisps you get is when you're eating them yourself. Yeah, no. Pure, pure and simple, like so. She is. Mm. Do you know what? Let's take a little break here and just enjoy this bastard for a little bit. And we'll be back to you then with Pilsner Pro Part Two. 
Right, lads, we're back in the room and we kind of took liberties with this break as we would have done in the pub back in the day. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like, this obviously, is, it's not something you do on Zoom because you're kind of like trying to get the recording right and make sure and get the Zoom call, this, the recording part done in the Zoom so you can relax and enjoy yourself. Yeah, sometimes we have a guest as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bit... It's a bit kind of like get the business out of the way, whereas, like, in the pub and certainly here today across the table, it's like... The conversation flows and you get on and get on and get on you're like oh actually we have a podcast to come back to like you know yeah. that natural flow is i missed that a lot and um, so yeah we're we're many cans deep now which is exactly how we like to be lubricated for the podcast and um we're going to do the second iteration of the pilsner plow for tonight so on konnichiwa konnichiwa hajimi mimashite uh dozo roshkoi onigashimasu so, uh, those of you who might not be familiar with our <laughs> Japanese overlords, Dom uh, Arigato, we are we are drinking. Um, we're we're going to put a beer that actually it has featured on the podcast in the past when the pubs were open because it's on draft and Phil Grimes. Yeah, yeah, it's a beer that we're very fond of, and it is Kirinichiban. Yes, Sensei. <laughs> Kirin premium beer, Kirin Ichiban, uh, brewing from only the first press will ensure that the refined flavour is always at its purest. It sounded like you were trying to put on a Japanese accent, but actually all you were doing no. was just rotating the cans. No, no, so, so what I was trying to do there was, have you ever seen Kung Fu? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to do that where like, you know, obviously the actor is speaking Japanese. Mm and his mouth's going like 100 miles an hour yeah but then he's like thank you that is good <laughs> oh yeah it's like 45 seconds of silence with your man doing the mouth and then it's like four words in english for the dub like you know i that's a that, the comedic genius in kung fu is uh is absolutely magnificent um but this this beer is fucking stellar uh, isn't it i haven't had a kirinichi band we were just saying off. So we're drinking Kirinichi cans. And I haven't had a Kirinichi van. A little stubby, a yeah. Before. Yeah, a little stubby. Um, I haven't had one since Phil Grimes. Um, we, the last time we were in there with Simon mm. Calhoun, a friend of the pod, is the last time I'd say I had a Kirinichi van. Yeah. He was the devil for just buying you on a Kirinichi van. Yeah. Uh, whether you wanted one or not. So it's a long time since I've had one. And it's a beer that I have a lot of fond memories with. So I had a bit, I have it built up in my hand ahead. I've only ever drank it in draft. So the first Kirinichi can I had, I was a bit like, will it live up to expectation? And oh. as a Yeah. 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 <laughs> now that being said, it has to go through the Pilsner Powell first though. Okay, let's go for it. Let's go for the scoring tool. So Everhe and the Ghoul and Jig. I'd say I'd say this could be a like if you're if you're like finishing day of work and like you know you're kind of you're like the Phil Grimes was in in sight like would you be like you know and the uh, Kiranichiban was you know in the line of sight would you would you go for it like you know would you would would those rulings settle like. Or would they get to sorry, would they get you going like? If I today is Friday or recording night, mm. 
if I had the opportunity to go into Phil Grimes and drink Kiranichi Ban, mm. I'd go in and the first thing I'd say to Sam, Tom would be, It's Ginny San, pints of Kiranichi Ban, <laughs> three points, let's fucking sink them. Uh, the ghoul and jig, yeah, she gets the ghoul and's going. I'll think about this because, right, if we're comparing it like to other beers, three, if five for 16 is 3.33 per can, right? Mm. Is it? Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, 3.20 well, don't... per can. Yeah. Right, 3.20 per can is 5 for 16. So we're saying that's the gold standard. Yeah. I'm saying 5 for 15. 3 euro per... I think it's it's right up there. And hold on now. Are we talking about... So these are stubbies. Are we talking the 4.40? Like... But we're we're talking about 5 for 15 in terms of like... If, if we're talking about... If we're talking about an equivalence in the volume for all beers... Yeah. So we standardise the volume. Yeah. To being four. Yeah. Four four forty. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm going five for fifteen. Three pound a can. Two pound a yard. Yeah. I because I think I think you're right because there is, like, there is that macroness about it. Like you know what I mean. That like, and as we were saying on the break there, that there is a, a level of macro respect. Respect in the in, in the Asian beers, like yeah, you know, there's yeah. like there's actually a little kind of like cult following, like you know, so like take for instance, like your like when we when you'd go out for um an old uh, Thai or like an Indian or something like that, like some of those like like the tiger beers tiger or beer. it's like or Chang. Chang like like their quality like you know they're like good beers yeah good beers I, like I, well like i'm not uh, sorry i'm not saying their quality in terms of like comparing them to a craft beer but their quality in terms of like the macros to fucking the the, the cards were behind can you get yeah. out of a bottle in them places yeah, yeah yeah i agree i think five for 15 is about where it's at yeah and, and which is a phenomenal score yeah so the quivering quench the inverse Richter scale. What are we thinking? Um, so we're talking about. Oh god, there's a good old quencher on it now. There's a good quencher now altogether. Yeah, I think it does quite a bit of a job. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give it an even four. Four on the Richter. Yeah. Right. Purely because I think some good bit we we had do we have Bohemian Pilsner or something like that was yeah. around three point nine. And yeah. I think it's up there with that. I think four is a good, really good score for yeah. that. Yeah, no, I think you're right, yeah. Um it's yeah, no, it's definitely a, a a quencher, like, you know, isn't it? Like, you know, it's just it's it, it would settle you, like, and it's yeah. one that you'd look forward to, all right, like, you know. Now, when we talk about the post-point gas, I think we we'll give it a German Das Bass one one S. Mmm, Das Bass. Das Bass. One second. What do you Just think? One second. Now. Hold on. Yeah, that is bass, isn't it? Like yeah. bass. That's bass. Yeah. 
Well, I know I better mark it down on the page here because we'll be looking for this back at some stage, I'm sure. Um, now the jib over. Um, I don't. I. She's she's a bit jibless. I think she's she? I think she's flat as a peacock here. Yeah. Uh, I I'd give her I'd only give her the one jib. Yeah. I think that's where she falls down. Yeah. Do you, do you reckon that's to do with the the macroness of it, like? Yeah. Do you know that and, and it's like, travelled as well, like? Yeah. Like and like, fair, like fair enough, like it obviously has to be keep for the travelling, like you know, but. Although I think I think um, for the European market they're made in like Dusseldorf or somewhere. Oh, okay. But yeah, I I I give it I give it one jib in the can. Yeah. That being said, the pints are lovely looking. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give it the one jib, sure. One jib. Right, pokeability. In two minutes, sum up less than two minutes, sum up the pokeability. Uh. Um. It's not really pokeable. Like it's a bit more. It's it's a beer for an occasion. Yeah. It's a beer for a specific occasion. And it's a kind of like we go to Phillies, we don't look for Kunichi man because we go up to the rotation taps. You know, and alright, it's super sessionable. You could smash through eight, ten points of them. Mm. But Do you know what? it'd be good for um a stag in Carlingford. It'd be good for a stag anywhere. It'd be great <laughs> yeah. for a stag anywhere. It would, it would, it would, it would. Or Carrick and Shannon, like okay, so it's out of a hundred thousand. I'd say we give her eight thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I think it's a very decent beer. Maybe eight thousand and twelve. Eight thousand and twelve, yeah, yeah, just to round it off. Um, it's a very decent beer, but it's not a beer that you're going to. Um, it's not a beer above all beers. No, no. Very good. Right, lads, we're six cans deep and the dog is at my feet. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We've done two pills on prowls. We've talked about minimum unit pricing in the off-licenses. And we're going to go to the unlicenses. When I talk about... We're recording this today, May 21st. The Brits are back in the pubs. May 22nd now. Oh, yeah, sure. It's gone past midnight. <laughs> May 22nd. The Brits are back in the pubs. We've got May... Z. We got Maisie down at the feet. <laughs> and we're looking at we're look, we're looking at June eighth for the outdoor pubs open and on. Yeah. Fair enough. Great. Yeah. We love to see it. We'll be there. But we looked at and actually Gavin McCarthy on social media for the last episode we did where we looked at social media questions was talking about reintroducing Point Watch to the um to, to the equation I think it was a good thing to, to suggest and almost like the three four weeks that we haven't recorded Point Watch kind of came back big on the scene various sources gave different guesses of dates and stuff like that it's impossible to predict but the joy of Point Watch is we try and predict not when we have a point outdoors but when can we sit in a high stool at a bar free of restriction have a point well I'd like to firstly look at the outdoor, right? Yeah. So, bring her back to June eight, right? How do you see her going? How do you how do you see this? How do you see this June eight? Like, depends on the weather. Yeah, it really depends on the weather. 
but, but how, how like do you think that there will be places that will be equipped for an all-weather outdoor kind of well there was a grant recently wasn't there yeah for places to do it up and there was a bit of controversy when the grant was coming out because I don't think, to use a terrible phrase, wet pubs were eligible for the grant. It was associated with food and stuff. So, I th- But I think, I'm not sure, I actually don't know the outcome, whether or not they eventually were eligible for the grant or not. Um, it would be a bit of a joke if they weren't because now there's no longer the distinction between a gastro pub and a wet pub in terms of restrictions lifting. They're a pub. A pub is a pub is a pub is a pub. Yeah. Which is fucking dead right. Yeah. Um but I think if there if there was a grant for businesses to uh improve their capacity to to retain people for outdoor drinking during a pandemic where being outdoor drastically reduces the risk. Yeah. You know what they should be available to all. Yeah. Um so I'd say that much. And I don't know if it was, maybe it was in the meantime. Like who yeah. knows? Who knows like? No, yeah, who Nobody knows? Um, but how do I think it'll go? Like, I I think it'll be quite successful because, like, there's, what, four and a half million people in Ireland? Yeah. They're currently vaccinating a quarter of a million people a week or two weeks away. There's... So you're talking about another half a million people getting a vaccine. So you're talking about the bones of 60% of the population being vaccinated by then. So... Well, yeah, look at it. I think it'll be a success. I think it will be a success if local councils chip in yes. with the success of it. Like you're fucking dead right. We need street closures at night. Yeah. Like on, on at places, we like you know we need picnic tables and stuff like that being like uh, and, provided. And, and we and, need and we need the rates on businesses, small businesses, pubs, and restaurants. Who put the seats on the streets? We need the additional rates for those to be dropped. Yeah. Let the fucking people trade. We need uh, we need public toilets available, like port cabins being set yeah. up, like in areas like. Let the people piss. Let the people piss. Like plus, you know? as well, like the the big issue. Remember when we did Point Watch first? We were like, how the fuck will the toilets work? Yeah. In some of the pubs we talked about, J.K. Welch's, you were like, how could you socially distance in the toilet there? The way that you're. Bang on because a public toilet, a little port cabin style toilet on the street side at those during those hours would be ideal because that is taken completely out of it because they're individual pods. Yeah. Now maybe maybe it's a little simplistic like who empties it, blah blah blah. Like you know, like what's the what's the story there? Maybe that's a little simplistic. But, but if like, but if councils want their towns and cities to be vibrant, yeah. They need to put in place the infrastructure. Exactly. So yeah. they should they should do all I that. I know if building sites can do it, like well, surely the other, like yeah. the councils and stuff can do it, like so. And they but they'll complain when people are piss on a wall. Yeah, exactly. So give them exactly. so much piss. Exactly. Yeah, um, I think we saw it like in Dublin during the week with like Portobello yeah. Plaza or whatever being like completely blocked off because of antisocial behaviour. But like it, like which just ended up being like public urination and stuff. But like it was put, because put the infrastructure in place, like, yeah, you know, and put bins in place, you yeah. know, things like that in in place, like and like double up on like those collections in those spots as well, mm. like you know, like put money behind this because businesses have suffered and like all they're going to end up doing, like instead of like putting like 
useless money behind grants or whatever like you know support the businesses through the ways that you can in the community in providing those services Ult- ultimately and, like make it really really easy for us to go and have an outdoor pint in yeah. the town centre yeah yeah and do make it obviously do make it accessible for people with disabilities obviously make it make sure that like these tables don't take up the whole path like the whole yeah. like whole path have a dedicated pathway through the center that two wheelchairs can pass each other and you should be fine then like you know yeah. as in like it like it, it like it doesn't take like huge planning to think of these things like it's it's literally like you know having designated areas like like actually what you need to do is you need to get the people who organize electric picnic who organize like these big events that like are aware of all of these regulations and like to get those guys on board and get those guys to plan it like you know but like if they can do it in lisbon if they can do like this is outside of pandemic times if it's the norm in lisbon if it's Mm. the norm in rome if it's the norm in madrid if it's the norm in barcelona why can't it become the norm here yeah exactly the the only deterrent is the weather yeah yeah but it's the norm in Copenhagen. Yeah. And their weather isn't much better than ours. No, no. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're... you're and, like, I think, I think we, like, I think we oversell, the like, the weather thing as well a bit. Like, I know it's absolutely rotten the last few days, but, like, in the majority, like, it's not too bad. It's like, bearable. It's, it, it's dry a lot of the time. Throw a fucking like, extra jumper on. Throw an extra jumper on, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, it like for the cold and stuff, like for the cold, like it's the wet mainly is the main yeah. issue. Like, and like for the cold, yes, throw a throw another jumper on. But like, like y- you can also like circumvent the cold as well by having like, you know, if grants have been put in place, like, you know, to have like big umbrellas and stuff like that, like, you know, put those in place and like. Irish people are just going to have to get used to it as well, yeah. like, for this summer, like, you know. But I think as well, like, I look at places like Waterford, um, I look, I look, I look at, I look at Waterford in particular, because obviously it's the closest city to me, it's it's the city you grew up in and stuff. And I look at it and I think Waterford complains about, you know, not being respected, not getting its fair share and all. Like, I would implore on Waterford Council, help yourself, like, yeah, because there's a wonderful opportunity here for Watford to become an incredibly vibrant post-pandemic city. Yeah, but that's it. Imagine, but imagine it just like, it just takes a bit of initiative. It just takes a bit of uh, you know, like unconventional thinking Irish-wise, but a bit of like taking inspiration from a Lisbon, from a Barcelona. You know, but like like that's the thing. Like say like I was stag later on this year or whatever, and like you know you're you're like that's it like that's the aim of like any of these big events like later on in the year you're looking for places that are safe that are going to be like accessible that are going to be like have like access to like all of these facilities and like that are able to cater to like big groups and stuff like that like in an outdoor venue that are going to be dry like you know so like if you can hit all of those targets then like you're going to be Mm. absolutely flying it like you know um, I, I just think it's an absolute no-brainer that if you can invest in that and like like ramp it up it's going to be like I think um, Blind Boy in one of his podcasts maybe two weeks ago like he was giving out about 
Limerick, Limerick City Council there uh, in uh, the middle of the first lockdown um, when they started to reopen for restaurants and like instead of investing in like outdoor space for restaurants in Limerick, they decided, oh, let's do um, a big art piece in order to um, entice people to come back in. So they created this huge, big, giant um, table and chairs. Like I think it was like this, like, I don't know, 20 foot long table and uh, like and these like huge, like eight foot tall chairs and so they had those like in the middle of a square in Limerick um, and it was taking up everything. And they had like um, forks and spoons, uh, like these huge forks and spoons tied to the lampposts in Limerick. They decided not to put knives there because of the association with like Stab City. <laughs> uh, and then they, but because they put that huge big um, art piece in the centre, they blocked like people who are actually could provide outdoor dining from like putting stuff in the area where that outdoor stuff. So it's just like lads, a Could little bit of up thinking, a like, little bit of common sense thinking, yeah. like is all you need, like you know. So I find uh, that's the challenge, isn't it? Really, like so I think from a from in terms of like how is the outdoor going to go? Like it's totally up to the locality themselves. Like it's totally up to the people, councillors who are elected. Uh, the, the councils to just fucking facilitate it, make it easy. Like stop, don't stop putting barriers in place to people yeah. going and having a good time and enjoying some food and 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 beer and grub out, outside. Like facilitate it, and then in terms of pint watch indoor pints, like I think I don't think we're going to get indoor pints until eighty percent of the adult population here is vaccinated. So you're probably looking at. The, the, probably August bank holiday weekend before that's the case yeah at the current rate yeah trajected out um, and then it's simply down to variants like if this Indian variant takes hold the WHO have said that they believe all vaccines are fairly effective against yeah. all variants so like if that's the case we've a, go, we've a great chance for August I think yeah. And I think the way the government have done it so far is they've looked at bank holiday weekends the Tuesday after for opening things because it'll be quiet. So I think whenever the August bank holiday weekend is, I'm calling Point Watch 2021 the Tuesday after the August bank holiday weekend. That's a, probably a good show for, yeah, indoor points now for yeah. the August bank holiday. Let me get my calendar here. One sec. Like, See, the, my rationale is that's just the way they've done it. They've picked Tuesdays after bank holidays for for increasing the capacity to socialise. And I think I I can see the rationale behind that. People complain and say, why wouldn't they do it for the bank holiday weekend? So the, the reason why they wouldn't do it is obvious because they're trying to... They, what they don't want to do is open up for the bank holiday weekend. Everyone goes together and then there's a spike in cases and it's like, oh, you opened up, you know. Mm. I can understand the rationale behind that. And I think looking at the history of how they've done it, that's what they will do. I just really hope for the sake of the businesses that they intend on doing it for, that they do two things for these pubs and restaurants or whatever, mainly pubs. First thing I hope to do is, I hope to give them that date 
whether it is the Tuesday after my holiday or not, with sufficient time to mm. allow breweries to keg and to allow the, the bars to order in the kegs and stock them. The second thing I really hope to do is they, they offer a guarantee to bars that any uh, investment they have to make to get ready for that opening date, that if the pandemic means that they can't open at that time, that they won't lose money in doing so, mm. getting themselves ready. Yeah, that's what I'd hope would be guaranteed because this sector has taken enough of a battering that it doesn't need any more. Like you see, we've we've heard of and know of pubs closing in Waterford and other parts of the country. Like, you know, we don't we don't want to lose more. Mm. So let's protect them and make sure that they're there to open when, like as we say, like we both work in the healthcare system. Like it's not been a fucking great time no. to work there. So we want these social outlets and releases when. There, when it's safe to do so. So to make sure they're fucking there. Because if all the pubs got business, sure we're fucked then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the date that you have um, stated is the 3rd of August. Tuesday, right. the 3rd of August. A fine day. A fine day. I am going to make a prediction for... July. Oh, July, please. I'm on my knees. The 6th of August. He's going four weeks earlier. I'm going four weeks earlier. I'm going four weeks after the June opening. The June opening. I know it's ballsy. But, but you're a ballsy type of man. <laughs> I just, I think there's pressure on. There's, there's, there's like... I think the summer season will be nearly over by August yeah. and I think there's a lot Schools of will be off. I think there's a lot of rural pubs that you know who like I think there's places that have no yeah. outdoor dining that I think, are outdoor facilities yeah. that are I, going to struggle like I think as well like a lot of it is case driven at the moment but hospitalizations have come way down with vaccinating vulnerable yeah. people so I think if if that if that trend continues, I don't think we'll see case numbers as as big a driver of restrictions. I think it'll be a lot more linked to hospitalization and stuff. So I think I yeah, I'm going on the, the trajectory. I think the the authorities here will go on at the moment, but I I can see how your scenario pans out too. I'm just hoping against hope. You know what I mean? Oh, Jesus, oh, if they open the pub tomorrow, I'll be there tomorrow. This will be Jesus. Right, sure. Look, that's the crack. Um, Find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Smellcast and all those. We are, um, we said at last thing we've got a big announcement coming. Uh, we still do have the big we announcement. We still have the big, that's the announcement is still to come. We just have done absolutely nothing about it in the last four weeks. Yeah. But it's coming. It's coming down the tracks and uh, we look forward to bringing you along with that. Oh, and any parting words for listeners before we crack open another can? Uh, no, I'm so glad that we're back together and we like we can fist bump and... Do lick each other's faces. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the usual um, college kind of st- st- stuff um, and drink cans together. But, um, lads, enjoy it. Like, and enjoy the pubs when they reopen. Like, it's treasure them. Treasure they are, them. They are treasures. And support everyone. Reunited and feel so, so good. good. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.